Hello NRL fans and welcome back to the NRL Rewind Podcast. I'm your host Matt Namofsky and welcome back to our final rankings for our Supercoach Draft. Today we'll be looking at position group halfback. So again, similar to the other positions guys, we'll just go through in the tiers how I've got them and briefly talk about the players we involved and the type of value you're going to get at the spots I think they will go. So first up, the God Tier, Tier 1. Got two players in here, Nathan Cleary and Daly Cherry Evans. So Nathan Cleary, obviously, no-brainer. I think, for me, he's my number one rank overall in Supercoach this year. I think the Panthers are in for a huge attacking season, which is going to mean some monster points for Cleary. Daly Cherry Evans, the news of Tom Dravojevic going down does sting a little bit. It just means a lot more burden has to be on his radar. So for me, it's going to be one of those ones to see how does he manage that and how does he, you know, he... Played most of the season without Turbo last year and scored very well. I do expect the same thing from him this year. But I think those two definitely is in the first two rounds. I think Cleary will be a top one or two pick. And Cherry Evans will be bottom of the first round to early second. So I definitely see those two. If you just want to lock in fullback, a halfback and get the good points, they're the two players to target there. The next tier, I've got two players in the next tier. I've got Adam Reynolds from the Rabbits and Sean Johnson from the Sharks. Obviously, Sean's an interesting one. He's injured to start the season, so that will bring him down. Reports anywhere from round 5 to 8 at the moment. But when he does come back on the field, I get it. It's a torn Achilles, so there is some risk there. But goal kicker, the primary playmaker in a team, it's all there for him. So I think he's just proven that he's super coach gold. Nearly matchup proof in most weeks in recent seasons. So I do suspect that Sean will have another good season when he's back on the paddock. And Adam Reynolds, to me, is the guy who... I could really see him uh, beating Daly Cherry Evans in terms of the overall stats at the end of the season. He's just one of those players that racks up points. The goal kicker for the Rabbits. Great kicking game, so always going to get his uh, tries off some kicks. And he has got the ability to run the ball and you know get a couple of line breaks, try assists, tries off his own running. So to me, they're the next two, and they're two guys. Again, I've got them going round three to four. Um, and I, I again, just if you're taking those two guys, Johnson obviously with the injury, but more Adam Reynolds is just one of those guys that will do your job and you'll feel very safe with him as your halfback. Not much draw and not much of a flaw. I think they're, they're going to be matchup proof in most weeks, especially with the teams that they're in. And they'll be able to score you some decent points there. The next tier is the tier that I really wanted to put you in the second tier, but there's just something holding me back. So it's Mitch Moses, it's Jerome Hughes, and it's George Williams. The only reason why I say that is I think all three of these guys are really, really talented and will have good seasons, but I just think their half partner will outshine them in uh, what they do this year. So obviously Mitch Moses, I think Dylan Brown will be the the primary playmaker for the Parramatta Eels this year. Jerome Hughes, I think Karen Munster is going to be the Daly M player this year. And with uh, George Williams, Jack Wyden was the Daly M last year. So again, three guys you can really um, pick and feel very secure with. Mitch Moses with the goal kicking obviously helps. Rumours gone around that Georgie Williams will be kicking goal as well. Jared Croker is out. And Jerome Hughes is just one of those live wire halfbacks that just gets his loves to get his hands on the ball. He's developed a really nice kicking game over the last couple of seasons. <clears throat> but I think for me, they're just three players that they're set and forgets. But I think you just if you're wanting to draft, I'd be much wanting their half partner. So next on the list, we have a tier of four. So we've got Harris Tavita, Ben Hunt, Jamal Fogarty, and Mitch Pierce. I think this is the, 
the last group of the I feel good about my halfback. I think anything from here, you may start to, especially in a draft comp, you know, I'm thinking around pick seven and eight for these guys here. This is the last real, I've got some upside. I'm not just putting a guy in to get the job done. So we'll start with Harris Tavita, obviously. If he does get the goal kicking with his attacking play, it's a player that I've spoken about how I do love him this season. Ben Hunt with the dual hooker, but the primary playmaker of this Dragons team with no Cameron McInnes and Andrew McCulloch coming down. McCulloch not as much of an attacking threat, so you think the ball will be going to Ben Hunt a lot more. So I do like the play there. Jamal Fogel, you saw what he did last season, burst onto the scene. Now down that spot is now an integral part of this Titans team. And Mitch Pierce, you know, every season, Mitch Pierce is always the 5th, 6th, 7th halfback taken in a draft. And does the job, you know, he's one of those guys that, as a as a fan, if you're supporting Newcastle, you know, he may not do everything that you want him to do as your halfback, but in terms of a super coach, gets the job done, plenty of assists, has got a sneaky passing game, uh, sorry, a running game, and yeah, just all, all four of those guys is where I'll kind of be targeting to get one of those guys. I think the difference between a Mitch Moses to a Mitch Pierce. Uh, I could definitely see, you know, three or four rounds in terms of value, draft capital, but in terms of production, you know, I could see five points really max. I think Mitch Pierce can pull a 55 and Mitch Moses can pull a 55-60, so there's not much, you know, in terms of the difference between those guys. The next group, I've got the second last group here, a tier of three. This is the, okay, halfback depth, or you're stuck with them and you just want to ride them out. I've got Luke Brooks, Michael Morgan, and Chad Townsend. So obviously spoken, uh, these are three of the lower teams that I have in the NRL rankings this year for the predictions. I think these teams may struggle. Uh, you look at Luke Brooks, again, the primary playmaker, that does have his upside. He may get his hands on the ball a lot more than he's used to. Again, he's got a good running game, good passing game. So there is some opportunity there. You know, I don't mind the play, especially if you've already picked a halfback early on and in the later rounds, you know, as you're filling out your bench and he's still there. I think it is a nice pick to, you know, a bit of squad depth on the on the bench. Similar to Chad Townsend, I think no one will be starting with Chad Townsend in a in a 12-man league. Uh, but again, definitely worth a spot on your bench because as soon as the starting halfback goes down, uh, he becomes a very nice trade piece. And Michael Morgan, you know, I, I've been reading and hearing a lot of podcasts and articles saying the Cowboys are going to be a top 8 team this year. Personally, I don't see it, and it does rest on the health of Michael Morgan until I see a full... A fully healthy Michael Morgan season. I'm just going to wonder, am I going to see that guy from 2015 again? Got a duel. So look, it's a good play if you got Michael Morgan, you know, very late in a draft. I think it's a nice steal. Definitely wouldn't go any higher than like a round seven draft pick on him, but I, I do see the value there. Now this is the, the last group is the, they won't be drafted, but there's going to be definitely some potential, potential throughout the season. So I'll go one by one here. We've got six players in this group. Tom Dearden's number one in this list. So it's all about how the Broncos are going to attack this year. If, the Bron- if Kevy Walters comes in there and, you know, really gets them on the right foot, to me, it starts with a four-pack. If you nail down the four-pack and have the right people in the right positions, a TPJ on an edge or as lock, you know, Carrigan moving maybe to the front row or staying at lock, you know, you've got Jordan Ricky on an edge. I think if you start with that, it lays a good foundation for a guy like Dearden, who we have seen in the last two seasons, he has got the ability to really steer a team around, and we have seen a very nice running game from him. So, look, there is some super coach potential there for Tom Dearden. Again, I don't ex- I don't expect him to be drafted in many comps, 
but possibly maybe a bench guy, you know, for a bit of value. But I definitely see a nice upside there. The next guy, Matt Burton. Now, he's a jewel. And the rumour is that at the moment they are looking at him for the starting centre spot for the Panthers. If he does get that, I do love that pick. Uh, Matt Burden, to me, is one of those guys. He's just one of those natural ball players when he's on the field. When he's on the field, he's a footy player. just gets his hands on the ball and things normally happen. Big, rangy, strong. He can, you know, break a tackle. Wouldn't mind seeing him out wide, especially, you know, marked up against some of these second rowers or slower centers. If he can really get on the, get some nice early ball here on the outside, I don't mind the play there. And, and as soon as you have it, if there's a injury or, you know, origin rest for the two halves there, I could really see Burton coming in now to the number seven jersey and doing a job there. So I, I do like the play of stealing that Burton on a bench uh, and just waiting. You know, if he gets the start and you have got a, if he gets the start at center and you've got a halfback that you don't really believe in, why not start him? And if you have got a good halfback and a good 5'8", just keep him because, again, it's, it's a decent trade piece and it's a, dif- a decent bit of coverage for you on the bench. The next two guys we'll do together, it's Lachlan Lewis and Brandon Wakeham. So, Jake Arvilla being out for the start of the season has hindered his chances of getting into the halves. One of these guys will start in round one and have a chance to solidify their spot. I think this will be an improved Bulldogs team. I just want to kind of see what Trent Barrett does with the attack and how they're going to start shaping it a little bit more. Are they going to be really aggressive, you know, on the front foot and want to run the ball, kick the ball a lot? So I think it's an interesting play, you know, wait for round one teams to come out, see who gets a spot. Wouldn't be, maybe, It wouldn't be the worst just to, you know, if you've got someone on the bench that you don't really believe in, picking up one of these guys on your bench and just kind of riding out the first one or two weeks to see how it looks. If, you know, the Bulldogs haven't really improved and it's going to be a 2022 season for them, then you can move them on. There's going to be no harm, no harm done there, but... I like the play just in case, you know, I, I think halfback is one of those ones this year, any of the half pe- uh, positions, I think depth is going to be extremely important. You know, there's going to be some players going down through the season, and uh, a guy like a, a Lachlan Lewis, if he nails down that spot as a jewel, uh, can become a very nice trade piece. You know, you may never play him, but you could trade him for something that you do want. So I think it's an interesting one. The second last guy here is Jake Clifford. So, all reports is that Scott Drinkwater will be at fullback, Valentine Holmes on the wing, and Jay Clifford will be at 5'8". So, to me, that does interest me a little bit. I didn't think that he would get the spot. I thought that would be uh, Scotty Drinkwater in the half there to partner Morgo, but it looks like they are going to go with Clifford, who's off to the Knights at the end of the season. So, they probably do want to get that one last season out of him, and they do think that he's the best attacking chance for them to do that. Again, I'm not high on the Cowboys this year, but it is interesting uh, definitely, definitely an option there. So, don't mind the play if you do again want to pick someone for a bit of coverage on the bench. And the last guy here is Sam Walker. Now, just have to mention him. With Lachlan Lamb starting at the number six jersey and Kiri in the seven, it's going to be Lachlan Lamb's to lose. But from all reports, he's the halfback of the future. It would not surprise me at all if Luke Kiri gets picked for Origin. We do see Sam Walker at some stage this season. Is very slight, hasn't really built up the the body yet for a full 26 round NRL season. But I could definitely see him getting the blood in, you know, trying to get that, understand the pace. Don't, wouldn't be surprised if we see him on the bench, maybe around 8, 9, 10, just before that origin period. Maybe give him a game or two, you know, 15 minutes off out of dummy half. Just kind of see what you've got there. I think he's definitely going to play at some stage this season. So if you do uh, just want to use your bench to hold players, it's not a bad hold. For Sam Walker, definitely will do the job for you when he does come in. I think that number seven jersey, whether it's Lamb, whether it's Walker, whether it's Kieran as the six, I think it's it's always going to be value just picking one of those guys in that team because there's so much to strike and attack, especially with Tedesco out the back. So 
Sam Walker for me is one of those ones. Very interesting. I probably... I really want to, but I think I'll probably stash a Burton over a Walker. But I could definitely see, you know, if I do draft and you go, my bench, you know, the guys I'm keeping on my bench isn't really worth it, then why not just keep up a Sam Walker? Because, you know, if Lachlan Lamb goes down in round one or after the first game or two, they say this isn't the guy, then you've got the, the Roosters halfback walking straight in. So I don't mind the play there. And that'll do it for the halfback, guys. Thanks for tuning in. Next, we'll go with the front row forwards, the the front row big boys. So we'll go through them next. Thanks for listening, guys. Drop a like, continue listening, and have a great day. Cheers.